the Super Speedway. Uh, I mean, as far as Kevin goes, just want to wish them uh, a uh, merry off season and a happy Christmas. Welcome to episode 214 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Tuesday, October 12, 2021. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, merry postseason and happy Christmas. Eric, I'm not going to lie. I feel like Chase Elliott stole that from me because <laughs> in about in about five weeks, uh, where I'm going to sign off on this podcast and wish you a Merry Christmas and you'll never hear from me again. So <laughs> until, until we're close to Daytona. That's funny. <sighs> I line the such year, I think, line. right? Yeah. Oh, such a good line. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I can't think of anything better. Um, boy, what a what a day that was, huh? That was that was a day. I'm telling you. Um, I don't know what it is about the Roval, man. It, you know, it, something about it. You know, there were a lot of people monster. that weren't happy with this race, but I don't know how you could not be happy with this race. Um, I thought it was good all around and we had plenty of drama. It's, what more could you ask for? Really? Well, I mean, 90% of NASCAR fans are Chase Elliott fans True. at this point. So. True, but he still rallied. I mean, he still rallied <laughs> he, for he, 12. He did rally, but they expected a win out of it. Yeah. So it, it was a great uh it was a great roval at the frankenstein monster i mean that, that's what that place is uh but when you get the intrigue of uh whatever the heck kevin harvick's up to um it's i wasn't excited i honestly eric i had moved on from bristol but yeah there are some there are some people in the nascar world who obviously did not so yeah i thought i thought we had seen the last of it i thought that um I thought everybody was playing it up too much and thinking that there might be something when they got close to each other. And then old Kevin saw himself an opportunity and decided to gas it up and uh, give chase the old punt. <laughs> the, the old, I think you tweeted it. The old Kevin Harvick has returned. Or yeah. You said it was nice to see the old Kevin Harvick or something like that. And yeah, I, I said, I, I said dirty Harvick is back. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, you know, he in his younger years um people forget that he's one of the drivers who's been suspended for his actions yeah. in the past so uh it's not out of the realm of possibility that uh dirty kevin is is a, is a real thing so yeah, yeah i couldn't have said it better myself yeah it's a, it's a real thing we saw it last year when he tried to wreck kyle bush to get himself into the playoffs we saw it a couple of years before that when he wrecked half the field at talladega to try and get into the playoffs there um, and this was his attempt to try and get in the playoffs this weekend. And uh, uh, I don't know that Chase had to do anything to get the upper hand this weekend, but I think Chase won the battle so far. Um, yeah, I didn't wreck him good enough. Yeah, that's the that's the only problem is he yeah. didn't uh, didn't ruin his his uh, his race well enough. That car, well, and and we'll we'll add this in there. Uh, NASCAR cut yeah. him a little bit of a break, uh, yeah. but still, regardless, uh, did not ruin his day as as he had planned, I guess. So we'll come back to Kyle Larson winning this race because that's a that's a good story in itself. It's a great story. Yeah, but, I've got some I've, I've got some nuggets on Kyle Larson I want to throw at, throw at you too, but we'll come back to him. All right, yeah, let's come back to it because I think we got to I, I I think if we bury the lead, and we, the big we story. Don't, yeah, we, we don't talk about Chase and Kevin right off the bat. We're we're not doing the right thing. We're so. we're notorious for forgetting the uh, winner of the race on yeah. this podcast. We usually wait till minute 10 to get to it yeah. but at least we mentioned him at this point but let's exactly. get into kevin and chase kyle larson's gotten enough coverage this year let's let's forget about him let's talk about this so yeah um kevin gives him the punt uh all we see is the tail end of chase wrecked um on the tv broadcast and then and we then, see him beeline across the track and notice that harvick is close 
Yes. And, and the question becomes, oh, I wonder if they got together. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, they probably just made a little contact, whatever. And then we see the replay. <laughs> <laughs> and it is quite yeah. obvious that he got dumped. Dale Jr. screaming, the back end's destroyed yeah. is probably my, my favorite part of that because nobody knew what was going on. And uh, and all we saw really was Chase try to wreck Harvick back. And um, it, uh, yeah, it, it was a uh, kerfuffle, I guess, would yeah. be the, would be what I, how I would describe it. I was so disappointed because I'm like, man, Chase is already out of this. He's going to leave the track. He's definitely done for the day. He's going to leave the track. He's not, we're not going to have the, the, confrontation at the end of the race because he's out of the race and now we've just lost we've we've had this you know had the excitement in the middle of the race and we didn't get to be treated with it at the end and then they go into the pits and they freaking fix the thing not only did they fix the thing but he's one of the fastest cars on the track when he comes back out still enters the corner better than anybody in the series when it comes to road course racing so that that did not stop them from having a fast having a, a fast car um, now, DBC and, did argue uh, in their podcast this week that um, they kind of implied that maybe the reason he was so fast is because he was missing that rear bumper cover. Um, but it is not a required piece on road courses, um, mm-hmm. supposedly. So, okay, then we're good there. Um, but of course, the reason that Chase Elliott was able to come back and do something in this race is because he got a very timely caution. Um, that ha- may have had a little bit to do with himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When the debris went flying through the air, it yeah. was not secured whatsoever, except for one string of duct tape on the back. The debris that we watched for about 10 laps flop around in the back of Chase's car, even went through a commercial break, uh, before it came off. Um, everybody knew that it was coming off and yep. the, the argument from NASCAR is, is that they, I guess they didn't know what to do in the situation. Uh, there wasn't precedence for it, but I'll argue that we have black flagged cars. I guarantee yep. you, if we go knock on Rick Ware's door, yep, that yep. we have black flagged Rick Ware racing cars for sheet metal hanging off of them before. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know we yep. have black flagged cars for leaking fluids. We black flagged cars for the, the whole point is, is that we, if we know that it, that car is going to cause a caution, we black flagged the car so they don't cause a caution. Now, I I'm I'm on the fence here because I want to argue for consistency because that's what we all we ask for. But this did set up a a great caution at a perfect point to make the race more interesting, regardless of the Chase Elliott Kevin Harvick situation. But it yes. also gave them a chance to be closer together and which, create more fireworks, which we got to see as well. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes. I I I I am remiss to say that NASCAR screwed up here, but NASCAR screwed up here and they should have black flagged Chase Elliott. I am, I am never one to be on the side of NASCAR conspiracy. I don't believe (laughs) in NASCAR conspiracy um, very often, uh, but this is the first time where I am. uh, I am as sure as (laughs) I will ever be that NASCAR looked at that and said, well, we can't black flag Chase Elliott. <laughs> I, I, I am, I am as, but Eric, I'm not kidding you. I, I am sure that ran through the mind of, of the big wigs before that decision was made. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you if you're okay with this. Um, I do, I do also agree that it definitely had something to do with the car that was having the issues. Um, but let's say NASCAR makes the argument and then they follow this precedence going forward that yes, we will black flag cars that are hanging sheet metal off, 
um, and force them to fix them if we think it's going to cause a caution, unless it's going to affect the playoffs. In which case, if it's a playoff driver, we're going to be more apt to err on the side of caution and not black flag them because we don't want to influence the points by eliminating them due to a black flag. Would you be okay with that ruling? I mean, again, I know it's Chase Elliott, but let's say it was somebody else. Let's say it was Ryan Blaney that this happened to, and that's what the argument was after the fact that they say. Would you be good yeah. with that? I No, because I, I just... I'd hate to see think... Chase lose a chance at the playoffs. I'd hate to see him eliminated because of a black flag. I really would. Yeah. That's the rule, and he should have been, but I'd hate to see it happen. Yeah, I, I understand that, but again, you can't... I know that playoff drivers get a lot of leniency from not only NASCAR, but their competitors. They see the yellow... We're going to talk about this in a little bit, right. too. Um, you see that yellow banner um, across the front of the car and across the windshield, and, and those guys get breaks from their competitors as well. Yeah, unless you're, uh, unless you're, you're Ty Gibbs, but we'll get to that in the next yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or Martin Or Martin Trucks Jr. Yeah. Uh, uh, towards the end of this race. Oh, oh my, my God. gosh. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think they get enough slack. I think you call it listen man balls and strikes call it call it as you see it i guess but yeah um i'm not disappointed with how this turned out no because we haven't even gotten we haven't (laughs) even said what happened afterwards so if anybody did miss uh did miss what happened so eric we get the field bunch back up thanks to this caution yeah uh kevin harvick eventually struggling on some (laughs) tires is having some grip issues and uh, what would you say? Uh, what would you say was going through his mind when he saw the nine approaching him into the heartburn turn? Well, I will say first of all that Chase Elliott passed about two cars uh, a lot quicker through the uh, through the front stretch chicane than you'd normally see Chase Elliott. He was determined. Um, he was coming to get to Harvick as quickly as possible. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I think Harv had the uh, had some Intimidator flashbacks when he looked back he in got- his rearview mirror. He got scared. I yeah, <laughs> he, panicked, he got man. scared. He got saw him coming, got scared, wasn't paying as close of attention as he should to the, the toughest corner on the track. Yes, definitely. Um, that might be that might be one of the hardest corners in all of all of NASCAR racing is, yep. is that first turn at the Roval. But uh totally biffed it and uh stuffed as, it, man. Just stuffed, stuffed it. it. <laughs> stuffed it in there, and as uh as the crew said, and as uh, as Chase Elliott nation went buck wild, uh karma. Yep. Was, was delivered without chase even having to get to his bumper. Um, but yeah, I, I am positive. He was scared. Oh and I yeah. Can't, I can't believe I'm saying that like Kevin Harvick was actually scared about it, but yeah, he, he saw his, he saw his playoff end before he lost control of the car and, and stuffed it. We know how desperate Harvick is to make it to the next round. We've seen examples of it before. We saw yep. an example of it earlier in this race he saw his future. It wasn't that he was afraid that Chase is going to wreck him. It was that he saw the playoffs ending legacy. with that nine car in the back. Yep, legacy. He, yep. So he throttled up or didn't hit the brakes or locked it up or however you want to say it. Um, but he flat screwed up because yep. he got scared. And I don't know. I, you know, James. Chase Elliott back in the playoffs. Martin I, Truex Jr. stayed in the playoffs. I kind of, on one hand, would have liked to see what happened if Chase Elliott would have gotten to him and see if Chase would have just flat out wrecked him or whether yeah. he would have just, you know, made him nervous. Uh, but this is way funnier. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's good for good for banter for us to talk uh, about. That's for sure. I mean, uh, unbelievable. I, 
I couldn't believe it when I saw it happen. And I then he still runs his mouth after the race. Yep. Couldn't help himself. <laughs> couldn't help himself. Had to say, yep. Oh yeah. Chase learned his lesson. Well, Chase yeah. is racing for a championship still. Um, and, and you're, you know, you're fighting for fifth place for the rest of the year. So, so um, I'll ask you the yeah. question, James, that everybody's asked this week. Uh, is it over? Well, I, you know, my answer, I, I think we're done. Um, but I, I, I don't know what to do with Kevin Harvick at this point in his career. Um, I'd like to believe it's done. I, I think that they're, they will let this go, but I Kevin's have a, question. a wild card. Kevin's a wild card, man. When I, was the last time you saw Kevin Harvick, let something go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you ever yeah. remember it happening? No, he's pretty bullheaded. Yeah. Um, he's as, he's as bullheaded as they come him and Kyle Busch are on a whole nother planet. Do you um, think he looks at what happened to Matt Kenseth a few years ago and has any thought that he maybe shouldn't do that because he doesn't want to sit a couple weeks? Probably. I, I cannot there. He might be thinking it, but as soon as he sees that nine car and sees hey, an opportunity at Martinsville yeah, or Phoenix, he is going to take it. I, I, you know, Eric, I, I can't believe we've come to the point where the guy who played the, you know, Dale jr. Eventually played the biggest role in the, in the healing of Dale Earnhardt's death. But people, I think people forget that Kevin Harvick won that third race in the 29 car. I cannot believe we've come from him holding three fingers out the window <laughs> with with fans losing i mean chocolate Myers crying and a huge moment for nascar and i cannot believe he put his legacy on the line doing something this stupid so now let's be I, fair that, though if that being if, said I, I think he will yeah he might he might he might pull some crap i i don't know I, I maybe he doesn't care anymore i don't know you're right that being said um any other situation if harvick because harvick was going to inherit that that ride anyway it just wasn't supposed to be that year the plan yeah. was to bring him up, um, and it was rushed with Dale Earnhardt's death. Had Harvick gotten that ride any other way, he would not have been the fan favorite that he was. Oh, he's Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon. It, worse, because he's he's as obnoxious as Kyle Busch. <laughs> he is. I mean, no, he is. He just plain, plain is. I'm, I don't well, have a problem with that. I'm a Kyle Busch fan, and Harvick is less whiny about it even. Like, Harvick's just a bully. Yeah. And that's great. It's great for our sport. This feud is the best thing we could have right now. This Absolutely. is awesome. I love, I love the feud. What I, what I worry about with Kevin is he, he's at the stage of his career where we should be celebrating him. Yeah. Um, like he's at the Kurt Busch point in his career. He's, he's one of the all time greats, Eric. Yep. He's a champion. He's got, he's got, he's won everything. He's yep. won everything. And just one of the, one of the best drivers of my, my viewing era, Kevin Harvick's definitely one of, you know, one of the guys I'll, you know, I'll, I'll hold up as, as definitely one of the greats I've ever seen. And he's, he's going to miss out on that celebration because of the, of these shenanigans with, uh, with the, the baby faced assassin, yeah. <laughs> Chase Elliott, you know, he's the, fa he's, he's going toe to toe with Dale jr is what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And you're not, you're never going to win. He's never going to win this. There, it's, it's a losing, it's a losing fight for him. I wish he would have just let it go. There's just never been a feud that Kevin but Harvick has could been able to resist. Back, he doesn't back away. <laughs> no. And, and, and he, he's great. got it. He's it's got great. a He's got a team owner that also is not going to encourage him to back away either. 
No, Tony if, Stewart's going to... If, if Tony happens to wander line. across the shop sometime this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he's not gallivanting at drag strips right. and uh, if we're doing whatever else he's he's up to these days. Um, but yeah, Tony's going to Tony's gonna tell him not to back down. Yeah. You know, he's going to he's gonna keep poking the bear. Um, yeah, I just... I, part of me is bummed out that Kevin chose this path for himself. And, and I've always come on the pod and defended him to, to a point. And I even defended him at Bristol. Cause I, I felt like chase was the one who, who led to the tire being cut in the first place. Right. Um, and, and, and this Eric, I can't, there's no, there's no, nothing left for me to defend. He, he made a huge error in judgment in my opinion. But like you said, I love it. Yeah. I love the, I love the wrestling heel because we need it. We yep. need this. This is so usually the role that the young guy plays when he's coming in it's not usually yeah. the old the veteran that does it yeah um but yeah I, i'm i love and it i couldn't could not i mean i'm so disappointed that we're at two mile and a half tracks over the next two weeks because we're not going to see any of this at those two tracks yeah um i can't wait for martinsville absolutely can't but wait it, the only thing that i wish james i hope that chase elliott has not already won a race before we get to martinsville because i want to see chase yeah, vulnerable happens? with kevin harvick out there on the track with yeah him. i know it and, and you know what eric i was thinking too uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. never had this in his career. Mm. He never he never came across a rival um, to this extent. I mean, him and Matt Kenseth had their thing. Well, and he, you had um, you had the Kyle Busch situation, but he wrecked Kyle Busch yeah. back, and that was over with. And and that was it. It was over fast. He but he never had he never had something that no. escalated quite like this. Uh, so yeah, this is you've got the hero and the villain, and it and it's please don't take me out of context. It's shades of Earnhardt Gordon a yeah. little bit. Um, where you've got the, you know, you've got the baby face and, and the, you got the grizzled, I guess, villain, the dark guy, the dark, you know, the, uh, the Darth Vader character. Right? right. So you've got, you've got a little bit of both going on here, um, which is just so much fun for you and me. I mean, we get to enjoy we're, we don't, I don't root for either of these two guys nope. as my favorite driver. I, I just love the show and, uh, the show is, is definitely a part of it. And, you know, to add to that, NASCAR loves it. This is what yeah. NASCAR wants. They hundred percent. It, it's ugly and dirty, and but NASCAR doesn't care. No. They they want they want the they want some of that WWE entertainment. That they uh, should. It's great. The, it's I great. was again listening to Door Bumper Clear today. The the talk of the fans and how loud the fans were cheering every time Chase Elliott passed a car in this race. The fans yeah. were so loud that when Harvick hit the wall, you could hear them on the camera in his it car. It was great. Yeah. I mean, this there when was the last time, especially since Dale Jr. retired, that you could remember an entire grandstand being that into a race that wasn't only, even for the lead. The only thing I remember was Kenseth Logano. Yeah. Honestly. And that was that was the dirtiest move of all time. Yeah. Um, but still the crowd was just <laughs> elated at that. And, and you know what, Eric, I was thinking about this too. Um, why is Verstappen and Hamilton so much fun this year? It's because those two guys don't give a crap and yep. they're so far ahead in points. They'll just take each other out. Yep. And, and you got a little bit of that year. I don't think Kevin or, or Chase give a, give a crap. And Kevin definitely doesn't give a crap. They'll just take them out. And, uh, and it makes for, it's makes for great theater. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's one of the great things of sports, you know, you can't, you, you, you miss it. You, you don't know you're missing it until you got, you got it so good. And man, do we got it good right now? I the, love it. The biggest irony I think on the day is the fact that the guy who benefited from it 
as the same guy that benefited from him getting together at Bristol. <laughs> Kyle yeah. Larson gets yeah, himself a win in this thing. Now Kyle Larson had to overcome his own uh, misfortunes, losing the alternator belt or losing oh, the belt. Oh, what a, what a man. I, you know, I was really wondering because we had Alex Bowman with the same issue. And I, I all I'm thinking is, yeah, they're going to put that belt on there and that alternator's locked up and that thing's going to come right back off. And yeah. I'm like, can you believe it? That Kyle Larson is not only going to not win this race, not only going to not out. compete for the win, he's going to lose his shot at the title. Yeah. He's going to get knocked out before the round of eight. Um, James, first of all, I just want to say again, you cannot ask for a better system when the guy who is the favorite, if this is what you want, if you want that excitement, if you want that nobody's safe attitude, you cannot yep. have a better system than the one where the guy who has dominated the season can one error, one mistake in this race could yep. have cost him a chance at the playoffs. And, and think about the entire round for all of Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah. The whole the whole organization bungled Las Vegas. Yep. And that's the reason William Byron's not not any closer. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um but you, the Hendrick Motorsports lost two cars, and I, you go. I will go back to Vegas, and they screwed. They 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 screwed up their entire season, um, losing two cars at Vegas. And then Larson had his buffer going into Vegas. I mean, he was fine after Vegas going yep. into Talladega. He had his one race buffer, and it still wasn't enough because yep. he screwed up Ta- Talladega. Not on his doing. Everybody screws up Talladega. Yeah, completely and, not his fault, actually. <laughs> but you know, I, exactly. And and I look at this moment on Sunday, what that team was able to do. Um, that Incredible. Is a, Eric, remember last year in Martinsville when Chase Elliott's pit crew almost, almost lost the season on a pit stop. Yep. And we have that championship moment of the crew member going back, touching the wall and coming back and saving them from a massive penalty. Yep. This alternator issue with, with Larson could have derailed their entire season. And that team was prepared enough. Granted, they had a long caution period right. on this track, but still, they were prepared enough that they could get that car fixed and get him back in the race and not only be competitive, he was right back on track and, and able to win the race um, and get five more playoff points for the next round, which is, is going to be huge uh, going into to two mile and a half in Martinsville. Um, they are set up real nice to make it to Phoenix. Now this is, this is a huge championship winning type of move for that team. For sure. And let's not forget James that prior to March, 2020, these guys wrenched on these cars like crazy over the weekend. They don't yeah. do that anymore. These guys right? are out of practice for this type of stuff. They aren't yep. going under the hood anymore. They don't have to touch this stuff. And they were able to still put a plan together and get this yep. thing fixed. You know, it's, yeah, it's putting a belt on, but it's, I, I don't know if anybody else, anybody's ever changed a serpentine belt on their car, um, but it's, it's a pain, man. pain in the ass. And yeah. I guarantee you it's harder on a race car motor. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. We're not trying to max out our performance on our, uh, no. our vehicle. No. <laughs> our Imagine the pressure that these guys are under to make this change. Oh man. And yeah. then not only Incredible. that, but Larson's able to come back through the field, lead a total of eight laps and win this thing. Um, when he came back through, I couldn't believe it. I was so, I mean, I was so mad, James. I benched him when he was having his trouble. Cause it's like, I, yeah. I had him for fantasy and I, yeah. I put him on the yeah. bench. I'm so, I was so disappointed in my pick cause I picked him to win this week. And then he yeah. freaking comes back through. He and saved wins you, the sucker. Yep, he saved you on points. And then uh, for me, I had him. Uh, he saved my fantasy day because I had him all over my bonus picks yeah. uh, as the winner and everything else. So um, salvaged my day as well. Even though he uh, he hurt me just a little bit in our uh, our picks pool, but um, but still, it's just a uh, 
incredible race eric with that with that win um you know seven wins on the season going into this season he had six uh mm-hmm. so he's he's already bested his career high and and wins just on this season alone and uh i also saw that he has led 26 percent of all the laps that he's run this year so one in every four laps he in every race kyle larson has led which is just unbelievable like this season he's on and it, it like you said it could have been gone in a moment and they rallied and and now they're looking real nice to to get to where they want to go and, and compete for a championship yeah it's just uh what a what a story um not to take anything away from kyle even though he wasn't the story on sunday he's the story of the season and he that continues um heading into the and heading into the final round here but the funny thing is is there's another guy who dominated the first stage of this race led 25 laps on the day yeah and is ready to play spoiler in this thing yeah denny yeah, hamlin is right there man so ready yeah. to steal yeah. this sucker away at the end yep. I, it's got to be between these two guys but yep. man can can either of them not choke well i don't trust either before denny. phoenix or yeah. at phoenix <laughs> i don't trust denny i don't either um, because of the, of that's that's history and that's earned. Um, yeah. But he's he's great. He's well. Uh, let's put it this way: How many opportunities has Denny had, and how many opportunities has he choked out of? Exactly. Every single time. Exactly. Um, and, but you know he'll probably win Texas because they win the first race of each round and, and set true. themselves up. So uh, so we'll see. We'll see. That's what they true. Can I have to Texas. consider that. I wasn't going to pick him, but yeah, maybe that's, I should. Pick I know. Him. I've I thought about it. I thought about it. Um, but he'll be good in this round. He'll 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 be in good shape. I think to to get there. So. Uh, yeah, I like these two guys. I think they've separated themselves. Denny definitely by his racing of in the playoffs has separated himself. Um, I think it's, it's Larson one, the Hamlin two, and then whoever else can get there. Um, whether that's chase, whether that's, you know, even heck of it, if it's a Ryan Blaney who sneaks in there, I don't know, but, um, lots of opportunity here for, for some first time champions who can, can try to make it through there and Denny included. Um, the only, the only, the only uh, previous champions we got left, um, Keselowski, Truex, Kyle Busch, and uh, Chase Elliott. So um, that's that's half of our eight. So we'll, we're going to see experience versus versus non-experience, I guess. But um, we're gonna we're gonna find out here very soon. Logano's still in there, isn't he? Oh yeah, Logano. Yep. I was gonna say there's five guys who've won championships so far. Yes, I'm sorry. Yep. I boy, Joey. I was gonna say, <laughs> you know, I was gonna say that Brad Keselowski is gonna go down as the most disrespected driver uh, of my era, and then I go and, and forget about Joey Logano. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on me. Shame on me. How 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 interesting would it be for Brad to come in and sneak a title away? He has snuck into every round. I so Derek, far. Eric, he's yeah, he's one of the reasons my bracket is still basically <laughs> alive. And, and I was pulling for William Byron to make it because I have him in the final four. But God dang, Brad Kozlowski, um, he's just, you know, he'll never he'll never get the respect of a Kyle Bush or, you know, even a heck, even probably a Denny Hamlin. But right. Brad's Brad's just always been solid. Unless he goes uh, in that into that six car and just sets it, the world on fire with that. Yeah. Would be fantastic if he if he turns that company around. That's that's an added to his legacy. But this this run, nobody had him. No, nobody had him. Um, so I don't. I, I it, it's probably going to end for him here in this round. But what a, what a recovery from a pretty tough season he's had, and just battling, just continues the battle. Penske, kudos to Penske. Three cars moving on. 
Yeah. Um, that's that's great. They've got the best representation uh, moving forward. Would, it's cool. Would you have thought that going into the round of eight that Penske would have more cars than Hendrick? And yeah, I well, you know that goes back. You we know, were. We got I was ready to put four Hendrick cars in the final four. I put three of them in there, and by God, by William By, I thought William Byron was going to do it. Eric. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about we, it. He he was yeah, there. Let's talk about it. He he was on it. Um, led the most laps on the day with thirty. Super uh, impressive drive. Super impressive. Super. Um, did everything he needed to do, and then he ran into a number eight car and a number five car, and that was uh, yeah. that was the end. Once he lost the lead on, um, I think it was a late pit stop that kind of cycled him out, and he uh, just couldn't quite get it back. He was coming like crazy, but couldn't do anything with uh, with Larson. And then Reddick, he and Reddick had some words afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but but he was going all out there at the end to try to make as many positions as possible and. Well, and you can't um, blame Reddick either. He's Reddick's no, for his first win. Um, certainly has things to prove himself. Um, yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, I was super. I thought William Byron was going to enter into the uh, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski Hall of Fame of of must win races and and getting it done. It was yeah. It was cool to see him elevate his game. That team elevate their game. I know it didn't work out for him, but I think we'll still, you know, looking back. I hope hopefully we remember how good this race was for those guys. It was a great, great, great day for him. Yeah, I agree. Even though they, they miss out, they, they lose, um, they're eliminated, but, um, you know, had to win, did everything they could. Well, in, in William Byron, I think they mentioned, I think it was Dorman McClear again, that mentioned this. He, they've been there before in this must win situation and been able to pull it off in the past. Um, they did it at Talladega last year. So, um, talk about a guy who can generally handle the pressure uh, that's going to bode well for the future, uh, the future of his career. Um, yep. You know, he's going to be up here having shots as we go. I mean, this isn't something still, that's going to end next year. Yeah. Still very young. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the Hendrick team with, with Byron Elliott and Larson, I mean, they're all so young and so talented. Uh, it's, it's going to be interesting with the next gen car and, and who kind of takes the mantle. Uh, but they've got three really good horses there and, and Bowman's no slouch, you know, he wins races. So uh, you know, that they got a good stable for the next, next bunch of years. I mean, we've said that before, but, um, it's cool to see it cool to see it come to fruition. And I was, I was hoping William would get it done, but, um, but not to not, not meant to be this year, but lessons learned. I think this is going to be really valuable for them, you know, moving into the next, next phases of his career. Uh, we talked about, uh, Brad Keselowski just, just sneaking in to each round. Uh, he actually was in kind of solidly uh, at the end of this race because Martin Truex Jr. got taken out. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this a little bit. First time cup driver. I believe first time NASCAR driver. Joey yeah. Hand, apparently very accomplished in road racing. But yes. James, should there be a rule in these playoffs that we don't have first time drivers getting their first shot in a playoff race? don't know yes yes there should be (laughs) yes is the right answer we don't allow the upper level drivers to compete in the lower series during the playoffs why are we letting a new driver compete that that being said he finished on the lead lap and was you know 27th on the on the day in a rick ware car i mean well no no that is incorrect he was not in a rick ware car it was owned by rick ware but that was a stuart haas car (laughs) just for the record and and we know how fast those stuart haas cars are they are Um, a lot faster in a couple in certain corners (laughs) uh what is it 11 and one i think they're a little quicker than the other rest of the field yeah well i mean we let (laughs) we let quinn hauf out there every single week i don't 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know, man. It it really rubs me the wrong way when a guy is getting his first start and he messes almost costs a guy a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, we we've had this a couple of times, honestly. Um, you know, Jennifer Joe Cobb was a big one where NASCAR actually stepped in yeah. at Talladega. Um, I don't think this isn't a if it's not a safety issue. I guess I don't have a problem with it. I don't think Joey Hands is, is a safety risk. Um, he's accomplished enough on on road courses where it, I didn't really bo- wasn't really bothered by it. That being said, he needs to leave Martin Truex Jr. alone, um, <laughs> not run into the back of Martin. He, he's got to be a little bit more aware. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Tyler Reddick. He's, he's an accomplished road course racer, but driving a road course car and driving a, a you know, oh, yeah, Mont- it's totally different. A NASCAR Cup Series car on a road course, it's two different things. Yep. That's true. That's true. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think there needs to be more restrictions to get into a Cup Series car. Period. Yeah. yeah. There, you used to have to run lower series to earn a spot and to be allowed to run on these tracks, and now it's just the big tracks that you have to earn your way into. Yeah. Um. I. I don't. I get it that there's fewer opportunities available because of money. Um. So people come in with some cash and they get a shot, but it shouldn't be that way. There. There should be some more restrictions. I, sh- I don't want to specifically pick on Joey Hand because there's certainly other drivers, including drivers that start week in and week out. Um, that <coughs> Cody where, um, that shouldn't be, um, shouldn't be running every week. So hey, Eric, just to play devil's advocate with you on this one. Yeah. Um, so who owns the Rolex Grand Am sports car series? I have no idea. NASCAR. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. NASCAR. <laughs> Sorry. Na- so he has 62 NASCAR starts. If you want to, he doesn't though. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's just devil's advocate. I, I I'm just going to leave that out in the air. Um, for everyone to hear. I don't, I don't have a, a, you know, a dog in the fight. Okay. All right. That's, that's great. Um, (laughs) Feld entertainment runs the uh, AMA or monster energy supercross series and monster jam. Oh, so Dennis Anderson, you think he should be able to start in the four fifty class in supercross? He's got tons of wins in the, I don't know. I would tune in in to see it. (laughs) I mean, they let, they let Boyer ride a, motocross or supercross bike right in the oh my god yeah, freaking did, wall yeah. of an arena and ricky so. and ricky stenhouse yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yep anyway i get your point um i don't know i still think there needs to be some uh i think you need he, to, need to show what you can do in a stock car before you get a shot in the, in let, the big leagues let's see him in the expandy series first yeah. I, I still i feel like you should have like maybe five expandy series starts or something I, I agree with you i don't i don't disagree when, i just wanted uh, to when Michael Jordan played baseball, he had to go to the minor leagues first, right? Yeah, he had no choice. Yeah, he didn't get to go step into the major leagues because he's a big name. True. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, that's true. So anyway, uh, wanted to shout out Chris Busher, uh, third place finish for Chris Busher, best finish of the season. Uh, great run there in the seventeen car, just kind of quietly snuck right there up up at the end. Yeah, all of a sudden he was there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else to worth, worth mentioning, uh, AJ Allmendinger, uh, led yeah. two times for five laps, blew the motor, um, killed, killed me. Killed yeah. my fantasy day. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Cause I threw him in right at the last minute when I realized he was racing. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And yeah, that one hurt. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, you know, freak thing with the motor and certainly it was, they were running a different strategy. It was interesting. would have been interesting to see if it would have played out cause they were trying to pit fewer times than everybody else and yeah might have worked might not have we know he's got the ability to win these things um in the cup series so yeah uh would have been been cool i thought daniel suarez was really having a great day um he ended up 13th on the day but you know i saw him up front quite a bit 
working, working, uh, working up there with the guys. And then Matt Benedetto had a great run. Yep. Um, so yeah, just some names to shout out there, but you know, at the end of the day, Kyle Larson does it again. And, um, yeah, I don't know what else to add. Nope. I'm with you. Uh, so yeah, we've got our final eight drivers. Uh, we kind of went through them already, but, um, uh, let's see, uh, Kyle Larson leads, uh, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr. And Ryan Blaney. Those are your four right now. Um, as at this point, and then we've got Kyle, uh, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, and Brad Keselowski rounding out your top eight. Second to eighth is really close. Yeah. I mean, Hamlin's second, seven points above the cut line, and Brad's eight, 16 below the cut line. Um, and Larson's in his own area code, 42 up on the cut line. So uh, we've, we've seen this get squandered before, but I, I just can't imagine he's not in Phoenix at this point. He's so far ahead. Right. Uh, the day before we had the Xfinity series, the drive for the cure 250. Um, AJ Allmendinger, this is one part of the reason that I threw him in my lineup right at the last minute because, uh, he won this sucker. Oh uh, yeah. Another road course race win for AJ. Another win this season for AJ. Uh, 21 laps led on the day, just one lap short of Austin Sindrick who led 22, uh, for lead, to lead the most laps on the day. Uh, probably the biggest story of this one though, is old Josh Balicki tries to do a Dukes of Hazzard impression on the back stretch. <laughs> And uh, teaches NASCAR yet again that um, there's not a real good point to put rumble strips, curbing, whatever, perpendicular to the racetrack. Uh, yeah. What the hell, man? <laughs> yeah. Uh, cars going airborne is one of the things NASCAR likes the best for their highlight package. Dang. So, I, I don't get the point. It was, it was I think Junior mentioned on the flag. broadcast. It was terrible. Just, there's already a penalty for that. Why? Why do we have to tear a car to pieces? when you're already going to get penalized for running down there, it's just stupid. Yeah. And obviously NASCAR realized that and pulled them out for uh, Sunday. Why didn't we learn this before we got there? <laughs> right? I don't understand after the debacle that was Indianapolis. I don't know. I mean, these road course races this year have just been, we've done some really stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, Coda being probably the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, when, when Martin Truex Jr. Got sent to the moon. Um, <laughs> but this is, this is, uh, I don't know. I don't get it. So I will, I will have, I do have an argument for this though. Um, we are seeing some really weird stuff with road courses this year, but if you do like I do and frequent the, uh, crash video archives on YouTube, uh, frequently, then you will notice that there are a lot of freak crashes and weird things that happen, especially due to the track or whatever in road course races. It's just something that happens across the world. Um, there's a lot of weird wrecks. So I guess the more we, the more we run on road courses, the more we're going to see this type of stuff. Um, that doesn't give NASCAR an excuse for putting these rumble strips down. Um, but Hey, at least they learned a lesson on Saturday, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Josh Balicki would beg to differ. I mean, he he had to drive to the track, uh, because his flight was canceled and, uh, and they tore up a car, which they don't have a ton of them with that team. Yeah, and he didn't. I mean, he he would have been fine. He had no brakes. Yeah, but he could he could have got back to the pit safely. Um, but yeah, what a mess. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, I, I was gonna add uh, on this race too, Eric. I felt like Austin Sindrick. Um, they tried a pit strategy and, and gave up all the stage points pretty much, uh, throughout the race. And I, I guess it worked because he finished second. But AJ was on a different strategy. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like. At these road courses at this point, I, you know, you've always said, let's get rid of stages because it's stupid. And boy, is it never been more clear. 
Well, and that's um, funny that you say that because I was just going to make the argument that it's more it, the last these two races or last couple of races have been more interesting <clears throat> because of the strategy of do you pit, especially in the playoffs, because yeah. these guys need these points. Do you pit and give up the points and go for the win or do you stay out um, or, or do you, I just, you know, I, anyway, I just, I just don't understand the strategy of giving up everything on in stage one, when you could just do the same thing in stage two and end up back up front. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like just in your, like Austin Cindric was going to win stage one um, and would have benefited you. You had him in our picks. So yeah. you lost 10 points right there. Well, he, um, here's the argument. He doesn't need, he doesn't need the points um, personally. He doesn't need the points, but regardless, I mean, it doesn't matter. He's, you got stage two coming. You're going to do the same thing. Why not just go out there get the playoff point? You know, the playoff point's pretty valuable. Well, here's the argument that, that proves what you're saying. Daniel Hemrick finished first in both of the first two stages. Mm-hmm. He finished third in the race and came out with 54 points yep, more than everybody. <laughs> yeah. More than everybody to play and two playoff points. Yeah. I mean, AJ Almendinger won the race and got five. But, right. But Daniel Hemrick is a playoff driver. Uh, you look at the standings, um, you know, he, he is right there below the cut line, very, very close. Yep. And those, those playoff points are a big deal. Uh, they could really benefit him moving forward. He, he makes the cut by one or two points. He's earned them right there in this race. Daniel Hemrick is somebody that they need to be really, really nervous about. And everybody needs to be watching going into the final four. He's fast. He has a good chance to sneak in there and he is going to win a race at some point. He's going to win a race. <laughs> so if you the give solar. him the opportunity to win that race and win a championship, don't give him that opportunity. <laughs> Die on this hill. It's going to happen. He's going to win a freaking race. You got to think he's going to next year. Uh, he's over to, uh, he he's running uh, Haley's car. That's right. Yeah. He's Number going 11. over to uh colleague. Yep. yep. He's going over to colleague. So, right. I mean, you would think he could win in a Joe Gibbs racing car, but he's going to have a pretty good shot next year in that colleague car too. Yeah. So. He'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. He's going to do just fine. But um, I still yeah. think he's going to win one yet this year. He might, he very well might. He's got, he's had the speed all year. He, I mean, you know, we'll talk about him maybe later. That's all, yeah. I'll, that's all I'll say. So, um, only other th- real interesting thing in this race is, uh, Ty Gibbs, uh, certainly taking no prisoners throughout the field in this race, uh, including Harrison Burton, <laughs> who he roughed up a little bit. Um, I was reminded by DBC that of course, Harrison Burton is not returning to that team next year. So maybe a little bit more of a reason to not cut Harrison any slack, but Harrison's in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Harrison's yeah. in the playoffs. Ty's not stop. Don't be roughing up playoff drivers, especially when you're freaking, you're, you're their freaking teammate. Yeah. I mean, that's his, that's Ty's car next year. So yeah. well, it's also it's Ty's MO. I mean, I, I love the kid, yeah. but he's aggressive and that's what we love yeah. about him too. So I don't know. Yeah. And there's no love loss between these two. I think if Ty, if Ty didn't exist, Harrison Burton would be in a much different position Yeah, uh, with, with Joe Gibbs racing. But um, that's true. when you, when you've got that rocket ship coming behind you, he kind of, you figuratively and literally he bulldozed his way <laughs> yeah. through, uh, through the Xfinity series this year. So, um, yeah, super talented and just, yeah, he made some mistakes, but he's got Eric. He's a baby, you know, he's, um, hold on. He is, he was born. <laughs> he's 18 years old. Yeah. I mean, my God. Oh, God, yeah. I can remember 18 years ago. Barely. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, let's see. Worth mentioning in this race. Uh, Preston Pardis finishes seventh in this one. Um, yeah. So good on him. Uh, other than that. Pretty much, uh, it wasn't as uneventful as the results look, but 
There's not a whole. It was lot a great race. Yeah, I watched a lot. I watched a lot of this one too. Um, you know, Michael Annette came back late, and good to see him back out yeah. there so he can kind of finish up. Um, you know, he's been battling that leg injury, and he's retiring part time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, but looking forward to uh, seeing him finish out his career. Um, and then I, yeah, I don't know. We've we've got ourselves a playoff battle here. Um, he- heading into uh, into these last three races. I mean, they're on the same schedule as the Cup Series now. So, um, I, boy, I like like you were saying. You know, we talk a little bit about the championship. I I like Hemrick. Heck, I like Noah Gregson. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um. There. You know. I think it's. Uh, I think AJ and Austin Cindric are probably pretty good to get to Phoenix, and, and it'll be a good battle between those two guys. But there's a lot of room here. Um. Harrison's still in it. Justin Haley's still in it. Um. Brandon Jones. So we've got some pretty talented young drivers with some really good stuff. Um, it's it's gonna we, be one of those final fours, James. That it's going to be any guy's race. We're yep, not gonna know up. going into this final race who's gonna win it. So yep, exactly. no matter who gets it, who, exactly. no matter who of the eight get in, it's going to yep. be up in the air. Any of these yep. guys could win. Yep, exactly. So could be the best, uh, best playoff race of the weekend, uh, championship weekend. So, yep, exactly. Uh, anything else with this one, James, this is a uh, fifth victory for AJ Allmendinger this season. Uh, 19th top 10 finish. Um, Sam Let's Mayer see. was the highest finishing rookie in 10th place. There you go. Uh, let's see. Jeb Burton, Myatt Snyder, Jeremy Clements, and Riley Herbst did not advance to the round of eight. Yep. There you go. Uh, right. let's talk some news. We've got some news to talk about. Um, James is really excited about this story. Uh, Texas <laughs> is not going to use uh PJ one. They're going to put resin down this week. I'm glad you left my note in the notes. I don't even know if we need to say it, but <laughs> it makes me laugh. Yeah. We'll leave it in the notes. People can look it up. <laughs> don't take yeah, it there out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just leave it there. Um, Look at the notes if you want to see it. That sound is the same sound that was made by the next gen cars at the Robo Test, James. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, um, speaking of which, next gen cars testing at the Robo. We had two days of testing. Uh, I think we're done now with testing there, right? I think for yeah, I think there's going to be no test after the end of the season uh, yeah. on the oval. Um, yeah. So yeah, a lot of the guys who weren't at this test will will test then. I was uh, but, I was wondering if uh, if Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick were both going to be testing. <laughs> No, they weren't. They were both not there. Uh, but Den- I, uh, one of the cool things, Denny Hamlin was behind the wheel of the 23. Nice. Um, so that was cool. He had like a limited amount of time and there was something wrong with the, uh, with the Joe Gibbs car. So he hopped in the, uh, he hopped in his own car. That's cool. So the first time, um, first time, maybe uh, <laughs> looking into the future, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe who knows, but um, it's been cool to watch Eric. Um, You know, I, I will say, you know how skeptical I am about a lot of things. Um, but some of the teams are, are trying with some of their paint schemes or they're trying some stuff out. Uh, but the, the cars looked pretty good. Um, I love the track house testing car that they yes. had. They got Chrome all over the, uh, so, the 2311 cool. car is pretty sweet looking. Too. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've 2311 redeemed themselves after the, the reveal of the 45. Right. <laughs> So uh, no, it, it was cool to see so many next gen cars on the track, and, and they're working through a lot of things, um, you know, c- keeping these cars cool. Yeah, uh, you know, it seems to be an issue that they're t- still working out. We yeah, got, they've got I mean, they- air ducts in the front windshield, slits in the back windshield that they're trying. Yeah, Bob Pocker said that the cars at the Daytona test, you couldn't touch them, um, the chassis <laughs> a- after the test. That's crazy. 
which I'm like, man, it's that's hot. Yeah, I can't be- I can't believe that there's no airflow in these things. So, uh, well, let's keep an eye on that because yep. I think that's going to be a story as we move forward with these cars. I mean, you got to think that I, I realize there's aerodynamics and all that, but NASCAR just has to mandate vents, and then yeah, there's no advantage to not running them. So you because you can't. You think NASCAR should be able to figure out a way to cool these things off? Yep, they're going yep. 200 miles an hour. There's a lot yep. of wind. <laughs> they should be able to capture some yep. of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, NASCAR released the upcoming next-gen next testing schedule um, and also announced the horsepower package for 2022. Um, so we did November 17th and 18th. Uh, we have that at the Charlotte Motor Speedway Oval, uh, December 14th and 15th at Phoenix Raceway, and January 11th and 12th at Daytona International Raceway are the um, – first of four organizational tests before next the next season. And uh, we will have on road courses and short tracks, the 670 horsepower uh, package with a four inch spoiler and intermediate tracks. will have the 550 horsepower package with an eight inch spoiler. Um, disappointing that we'll have the 550 package, but I think it's a positive note that there's still running a higher horsepower package. James. Oh I my God. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Yeah, I thought we were going all 550 next year. So did I. Um, and I was I was really concerned. And when I saw they were testing 670 uh, at the Roval, I was delighted that I'm like, okay, we're not losing all of our um, all of our ponies. Well, and if we've got a <laughs> yeah. 670 horsepower package available, we can hope that they eventually figure out that we need to run that instead of the 550 <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I only worry. I know NASCAR is exploring the 550 with a you know electronic boost and yeah. things like that. Um, so I I wonder what it will be. Um, I will say, Eric, go ahead. Cue cue the <laughs> cue cue the music. Um, the cars sounded a little better with 670 than they did with 550. <laughs> they still sounded the same. They sounded they the, same. Sound the same. I like the sound. They did. Uh, Freddie Kraft said they sound quite a bit different um, than the day before. So they sounded a little bit better. I I was a little more optimistic about that. So they still hey. sound like we've got cards in the bicycle spokes, but I love it. I think it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Right. Yep. That's, that's what I hear when they, when they drive. They away. sound like muscle cars, man. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's manufactured, they it sounds cool. I don't know. Uh, I yeah. like it. Uh, we got some news this week that uh, we kind of expected, um, and it's official now. Ty Dillon is the new driver of the uh, full-time GMS Cup Series entry for next season. 94 will be the car number. Can't run 23, of course, because uh, there's mm-hmm. somebody else who runs that number right now. Um, yep. But, yeah, we all knew Ty Dillon was going to get that ride. Uh, not sure whether it will have a charter or not. They said they're going to run full-time regardless. So, yep, there you go. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, I'm excited. That's that's good. I, I like these. Um, you know, from the Roval test, Corey LaJoy was really optimistic that the lower-budget teams might have um, some more parity. He, he didn't think that there would be as much parity in these cars. Uh, so, you know, a team like GMS with some good, some decent backing and Ty Dillon's a solid veteran. He's been around for a long time. So, um, you know, maybe there's some room there for those guys to, to be a top 20, you know, when they show up at the track and when they can make it, um, you know, make battle for top twenties. I think that's realistic for those guys. And I, I'm looking forward to having them, um, in the cup series. They've, they've had a good, uh, you know, they've been really solid in the lower series uh, of, of NASCAR and the truck series and things. So, 
uh, looking forward to see what they can do. Yeah, GMS has done a good job of building up an organization. Certainly the next logical step is for them to be in the Cup Series. Um, it, it may not be, you know, to the level of, uh, I colleague the first season, um, yeah. but, but certainly going to make some noise in the Cup Series eventually. Uh, and good to see Todd Yellen get another shot in the Cup Series, you know? Yep, he, yeah, he didn't, I, I you know, every driver should hopefully have a chance to go out on their terms. Yeah. Um, I, not, not saying that Ty Dillon's of that, of that level, but you know, he gets one more shot here. Yep. Um, and if this doesn't work out, then, you know, at least he'll have that. He'll, he'll know that he's, you know, hasn't given up on it and, and he went out, um, you know, on his terms. So we'll see what he can do. Yep. Uh, we mentioned the fact that the one of the Rick Ware Racing cars this weekend was a Stuart Haas car. They have entered into an alliance with, or they will be entering into an alliance with Stuart Haas Racing and Roush Yates Engines for 2022. Um, I guess credit Rick Ware for getting tired of people giving him crap for having underperforming equipment and deciding to maybe beef it up a little bit next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they can only go up, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, you know. Eric, this could be a nice opportunity for Stuart Haas too. Yeah. Um, for seat time for possible future development, you know, the, uh, the Xfinity series cars and the cup cars are going to be very, very different. So, you know, if you've got a driver that might be in the pipeline somewhere along the way for Ford, um, it would make sense to put them in, in a Rick Ware car maybe versus a, versus an Xfinity series car. So, um, give us, give Stuart Haas a little bit of flexibility with their driver lineup, especially, you know, we know Kevin Harvick's coming back at least, for another year, maybe two, possibly two more than likely. So, um, yeah, I, I like this for, I like this for both, you know, this, this should elevate Rick Ware a little bit, um, and, and give Stuart Haas a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, um, you know, runway with some of the different things that they want to do too on the development side. Um, this is good, you know, yeah. good chance for Stuart Haas to, uh, to get some testing in too, if they want to test a few things. So right. really, really good for both sides. Yeah, I mean, I've given a lot of crap to Rick Ware Racing in the Cup Series. Um, credit them for trying to do something to improve the product. So, yeah, and you know, Eric, I, I think too, they have stuck around. They've stuck it out. Um, they didn't cash out. They didn't, right? You know, yeah, uh, they certainly could have done the Spire thing and yep, sold and off some I, charters. You know, they their their driver lineup is skeptical at best um, most of the time. But hey, man, they got a know, second place IndyCar driver. And they're running for them. (laughs) Exactly. And they're, you know, they're here and they're invested and we should. Yeah. We shouldn't give them as much crap as we do, but they give us so many opportunities to do. They do. They can't, we can't help ourselves. I mean, they, they do what they do and (laughs) you know, that is what it is. You make bonehead moves. You're going to get called out for it, man. That's just what what we do. And I think that's what James and I do. The two guys who've never driven a race car before. That's right. (laughs) But have tons of experience on NASCAR heat. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Speaking of which, I didn't add that to the news, but NASCAR Heat supposedly is coming to the Nintendo Switch, James. Yeah. I mean, it's, I Nintendo, it's get... NASCAR Heat, but I'm going to play it. I will bu- totally you're gonna buy get, it. You're going to, yep. And you're going to race three races and say, ah, and then you're going to. No, no, no. I will use it a ton because I love being able to play portable. I will probably play it more than NASCAR Ignition. More well, than you, um, I love my you... Switch. You are going to get NASCAR heat. And meanwhile, Todd and I will be racing NASCAR ignition. Oh, no, no. I'm going to get ignition as well. Oh, are you? I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I'm totally buying ignition. I see. I've already, it's going to be a very expensive couple months for me because I have Wreckfest is coming to the switch. So I've got that. Don't waste your time. The GTA trilogy is going to the switch. So I'll be buying that. I've got NASCAR 
uh, for the Switch, NASCAR Heat for the Switch, NASCAR Ignition, and NHL uh, twenty. 22 or whatever the hell season I, I would say if you want to save yourself anything get don't get wrecked i'm getting it's wrecked a waste fast. Of time. totally it's a race it's a way it's a waste of time it isn't though see i like that type of game so i'm i'm down for it it's just i already good. watched gameplay of it i like it anyway we're off on a tangent here yeah yeah uh let's finish all the news last thing nascar will talk to kevin harvick and chase elliott uh prior to next weekend yeah uh our best friend uh scott miller uh nascar senior vice president of competition uh, spoke on Sirius XM NASCAR radio this week, said we definitely have something brewing between those two. No kidding. Yeah. Um, duh, yeah. <laughs> we you spoke think? to them after the thing at Bristol and we'll circle around and I don't know if we'll have them together to talk to them individually to see where they are right now, but we don't need that continuing and we will do what we think is necessary to get that one calmed down. Um, yeah, I think they will pull them in the NASCAR hauler. They will give them a little wink and they'll say, please guys stop that and then wink again and send them back out to cause more havoc. And more, get more fans. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, I for you Chase ain't going to tell Harvick nothing. I know. He isn't Chase listening. Elliott, Chase Elliott better hope it's over. If, if not, he better just be watching over his shoulder. Well, let's um, put it this way. This is over for Chase Elliott. He is not thinking about, well, he might be thinking about it, but he is not. He's he, done. He better be thinking about every yeah. time he's around that four car, though. He but better... he wants this to be over with, and Harvick does not. See, here's the thing: to to go from Harvick's, well, Harvick's point got, of to go Harvick's from Harvick's got point to lose. of view, Harvick hasn't accomplished what Chase did yet. Chase essentially yeah. cost Harvick a chance in the playoffs. Harvick Eric, has not is, done that yet. Is this the first time we've brought a topic up two different times on the same podcast? It might I'm be. Pro- I'm I'm proud of us. I mean, we should have just talked about this the whole episode and not talked about anything else. It's such a great topic. The rest of it's just a waste. This is, Ugh. man, I hope it comes back. I hope we get more of it. And Harvick, I, I want to see these two box. If you and I ever competed in the, in the NASCAR video game, we would be Harvick and Elliot and I would be all over your business. Yeah. 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 I would, you wouldn't be able to catch me though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would Bring not, it. I would not be able to be friends with somebody that I raced against. There's just no way. So. No, probably not. Probably uh, not. Any other news that I missed, James? I think we caught everything. I think we did, man. I can do a quick check of the Twitters, but um, I didn't see anything. Uh, I didn't see anything too pressing, unless we... you want to. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's nothing really nothing really much there. So right. I think we caught the major stuff. Uh, let's talk Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, how disappointing to be going Texas Motor Speedway after we leave the Roval. Uh, oh. All the excitement we had there. Um, where we'll now be praying for a caution flag at any point. Is this a five? This it's a 500 mile or two for God's sakes, 500 miles with 550 horsepower at Texas. My God, but they're putting resin down James. So that'll cure everything. Um, so James, I still am ahead of you. You've gained a little bit on me as well. Again, this week, uh, 13 points you gained on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am still leading by 55. And because of that, you get to make the first pick. So who is your pick? We have the Andes Frozen Custard 335 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. I Can't love make it up. Yep. Uh, who are you picking Can't for the Xfinity up. Series, James? Well, we talked about him a lot earlier, but I'll take Daniel Hemrick. I think um, he's going to be fast, and, and he likes himself some stage points. So I'll, I'll take Daniel Hemrick to, uh, to get it done. There you go. I am going to go with the only driver that led more than 20 laps here in the spring whose name wasn't Kyle Busch. And I am going to go Justin Allgaier is my pick here. Nice. Yep. A couple of championship eight uh, drivers that we're looking at right there. So yeah, I like Justin Allgaier. Um, yeah. Who did we pick at Texas, Texas one? It was, I had Justin Allgaier. Did you? 
Uh, and you had Daniel Hemrick. That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah. So uh, and Hemrick wrecked, right? No, Hemrick Hendrick Hemrick beat him. He had fifty-one oh, points. Allgaier had forty-four. Um, but like I said, Daniel Hemrick likes himself some stage points. So I think yeah. uh, I, I feel good about this one. But this should be good. A, a little reversal of what we did the first time. I didn't I didn't expect Justin that's Allgaier really to be your pick. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, I good, actually good looked at history, like recent history, and not just average finish this week. So put a little more effort in than normal. But I'm still struggling with my cup pick. So uh, yeah. Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500 on Sunday for the. NASCAR Cup Series, James, who are you going with? Get him while I can get him. I'll take Kyle Larson um, for win number eight. I'm pretty sure he'll probably be somewhere near the pole uh, for this race too. So I am, I'm chasing still. So I got, I got to take the best in the business uh, and go Kyle Larson. I am going to go with my gut, James, and I am. Going I hope you to, do it. Do I'm, I'm going to go with the guy who has the seventh best average finish here. He led 20 laps and finished fourth here last fall. He led 150 laps and finished seventh here last spring. I'm going Ryan Blaney. Ooh, I did not expect that one. That's uh, cool. I thought I thought you might make make the Denny Hamlin switch, but I, I is good. You know, Denny is just not. I can't go with Denny. Um, the other one yeah. that I looked at, uh, two wins in the last six races here. Uh, one here last fall. Kyle Busch. Um, yeah. Another good pick for this one, but. I don't and, know. And I just feel like Ryan. I've I've been on the Ryan train this year that he's gonna. Well, keep, he'll be good. Keep yep, clicking good. these things off, and I still think he's gonna sneak into that final four. So he's um yeah he's he's sneaking his way into the playoff picture can, more. I mean this is this is the complete opposite of what he did last year with that early exit, and that team's performed very solid. Uh, they should be very good. Uh, but I will take the guy who won the All Star race at the uh, yeah. at the Texas Motor Speedway. So, yeah, that's I don't know. Pick. I don't know how it's gonna. I don't know how it's gonna go, but. Um, but I, I like uh, I like our picks here. You can't I, ever go wrong with Kyle unless it's it's no. unless it's super speedway. Pick Kyle. Larson. I hate that I have to pick him so much because it's boring kind of for our for our purposes. But yeah. I mean, I I want to win. So I think I should I'm get bonus take... points for taking some risks this season because I don't think you've taken a lot of risks, James. Oh, I took some risks. When, I took uh, Derek Kraus this year. <laughs> I took Eric Jones at Daytona. Yeah. I took uh, let me see William Byron a whole bunch of times. It's not a risk. That's eh, a risk. A risk. That's a risk for Hendrick. Yeah. Uh, James, let's talk fantasy league. I know that uh, I noticed that Ranger Runyon put the old victory bow up on, uh, on the Twitter. It's been a week. while since Ranger did the bow. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. He, uh, he got it done. Um, protected his lead. He overall, I'll do the overall really quick. Uh, Ranger is, is first team draft. Tonya continues to march up the standings. You know, and for the first, I like to give James a, a hard time. time for mispronouncing things. It's tandem draftona. Tandem draftona. Thank you. Tandem. <laughs> you've you've been calling him team draftona right. all season. Tandem. Tandem. Them draft, and draft them and Tona. Matt I Snyder. I know Matt. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I I have dyslexic sometimes. So tandem draftona uh, moves into second. He continues to march up the standings. I fall to third. Uh, Todd's not far behind me in fourth. Um, and that's we're kind of separated there, but Ranger. With the win, Rangers got himself a little bit of a cushion. Rangers going to lock this um, thing up. Yeah, Bird 8U still leads the playoff standings that we have. And then uh, just for the race, so Ranger 1, Green Eggs and Hamlin second. Eric, you were up there, but uh, Tandem Draftona uh, <laughs> was third. Um, I, I Yeah, you beat me by uh, by a handful of points there too. Um, but I was I was so bummer. excited because I like at the end of stage one, you were in really good shape. I, I had a bunch of guys win. up front yeah. and I went and looked at the, at the results and I was ninth. 
it's like yeah. holy crap everybody picked well and then yeah, yeah once almondinger once almondinger went out i was in big big trouble yeah uh so that didn't that didn't help me and then harvick uh, just harvick harvick i had chase elliott in our picks and it was just a mess <laughs> Uh, let's do our shout outs, James. I'm going to shout out my, uh, former coworker, uh, Matt Weaver. Uh, the joke is that he works, used to work for Hearst, uh, and same company I work for. Um, anyway, he's, uh, taking on a new role with racing America, part of speed 51.com, uh, doing grassroots motorsports and also their relationship with NASCAR. Um, there's a link in the show notes to the letter from the editor that he, uh, wrote pretty neat little deal. Uh, Matt is... I mean, he's the king of reporting on grassroots. He racing. hops in that pickup truck of his and he roughs it yeah. all over the country. He works hard. He works as hard as anybody in motorsports reporting. Yeah. Um, he is grassroots motorsports, Bob Pachris. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yep. You know, and not yep. only that, but he makes his way to the cup races and stuff too. Makes his way to the NASCAR. Events. He writes good, writes good pieces too. And he, he breaks news. Yeah. You know? He's, the dude is freaking everywhere. If you follow him on Twitter, the yep. places that he tweets from, he's at a track every night. It seems like it's, so. it's a special kind of thing to be that kind of grinder. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know how he does it. I mean, I don't know if it's just your personal lifestyle or what, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine grinding the way that dude does and, and kudos to him. He, he does great work and we, we all benefit because of it. So well, and I give him a ton of credit too, because what he's doing here is what I really wanted to do with this podcast. I really wanted to be able to branch out with the podcast and our website, be able to branch out and cover local racing in addition to NASCAR, but we just don't have the resources to do it and we don't have the time to do it. This obviously is not our job at all. You know, we do this in our spare time. <laughs> And being parents doesn't help. Yeah, exactly. So there's just, it's just not possible for us to be able to do it. So I, I, I credit Matt for living kind of my dream in this deal. Um, but I mean, I can't think of a better person to do it again. Hard yep. worker. So good. He's everywhere. He's going to be perfect for the role. So congrats on him. Uh, good deal with speed 51.com. They've been doing some great stuff as well. So um, very cool. Racing America guys. Check it out. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Speed51.com rebranding and yep. owned by the race team Alliance. So yep. I think they've got a lot of good things working over there. There you go. What you got James, any shout outs? Yeah. So I sent you and Todd a meme uh, earlier this week of, uh, of a picture of Sheldon Creed's truck and Vince Walsh's face. And I never have, I've never had such a relationship with a meme that <laughs> I've enjoyed more because I don't know about you. But when Vince, Wel Vince Welch says Sheldon Creed, <laughs> I I catch myself saying it all the time to myself. So I wanted to shout out the creator of that meme and then Vince Welch um, because I'm going to miss so much next year when Sheldon Creed goes up to the to the uh, Xfinity series. And I don't get to hear that anymore because I enjoy it so much. I have a um, theory that that Vince Welch is not a person that especially now they don't send the truck series announcers to the track anymore. They keep him in the Fox studio. I think it's, he's just a soundboard. I think they just push a he's button and so have him good. have him save pre-recorded pieces. I love, I, I don't know. He, I don't know if there's another race car driver's name that he could say that would brings me as much joy <laughs> as when he yells out Sheldon Creed. And it's just, I can't, I can't do it justice. Oh, but, I can, oh, I can hear it. I can certainly hear it. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. So I, I just wanted to shout that out. I just loved it so much. So that that's my that's my shout out for the week. Nice. Um, I'm trying to find filibuster for me for a second. 
Well, Eric, we're leading into uh, we're leading into Jackass Corner, which I, I feel like you and I uh, you and I share the share one of them. Um, so if if you if you don't mind, I'll take your number two and I'll let you take the number one. How does that sound? That sounds good. Okay, so I'll take Kevin Harvick. <laughs> so the third third time on the podcast, we'll bring this up. Um, Kevin Harvick for wrecking himself in in the first corner and and getting scared and, and basically pooping his pants. Um, <laughs> going into the first turn at the Roval. Um, as much as I'd want to do yours, I feel like you'd do a better job <laughs> with it than I would. So I'll let you take that one. All right. I was trying to find a clip of Vince saying Sheldon Creed, but I couldn't find it. So, Oh, that's so good. Um, I do have uh, Vince Welch best moments. Oh, around big. Oh, never mind. It's <laughs> got music. We'll get rid of that. Uh, all right. My jackass corner is in case you guys don't follow Twitter because TV tended to, uh, shy away from giving it any coverage as they ought to. Um, there was an idiot fan who decided to jump over the fence uh, on Sunday and run out onto the racetrack and then try to run back and jump back over the fence and got hooked on the fence and face planted into the ground from about what, what would you say? Eight feet, 10 feet up in the air. Yeah. James? I, yeah. <laughs> a long way, a long way. <laughs> Um, guys, we've had a lot of fans run out onto the track, especially at road courses, climbing fences. That's pretty freaking stupid. It's (laughs) pretty dumb. Let's put it this way. I have walked around in the garage area, um, at these races and that is scary enough. And that's a place that drivers expect there to be people. Um, they don't really expect people to be on the track. So just, I know you get some of that liquid courage. You think it's a good idea. You got your buddies egging you on the fence is nice and short. Um, let's not ruin this for everybody and make NASCAR put up giant fences and keep us further away from the track so we don't do stupid stuff like this. Um, the only thing I can say is at least it wasn't at Talladega for once. It was a fan doing something stupid at a different track. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, what's your, what's your favorite, uh, idiot on the track moment? I've got two. I think my favorite one is the guy at Watkins Glen during the red flag that tried to get Matt Kenseth's autograph. Matt Kenseth's autograph. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Um, 1992 Pocono guy. Yeah, that guy is pretty stupid too. That guy was is lucky to be alive. Well, there's um, there's Daytona, I believe it was with the two, or maybe it's Talladega. Two guys standing in the infield on the back stretch. Well, um, Talladega also had uh, the guy steal the pace car. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that, which is which is classic. I don't recall. There's Richmond fence guy. Yeah, and there's um, Dover fence guy. Dover fence guy. Yeah, that was recently. <laughs> yeah. Rich, Richmond fence guy was lost. He was, and he was way up on the fence. Dover fence guy was right up on top too, but I don't think he got any TV coverage. No, Richmond fence guy got all the TV Lots coverage. Lots of TV coverage. And I don't think he had a shirt. Yeah. And I, we're probably lucky that guy had pants. I'm pretty sure yeah. most of these guys don't have a It kind of seems to be a running theme, James, that they don't tend to have a shirt by the time they're stupid well, enough this, to run on the track. This guy at the Roval had, had American tank top. <laughs> Um, and then which made it even more funny when he face planted. I mean, just, Oh, just incredible. It is nice that he's, I mean, he's wearing the, uh, the, the quintessential NASCAR gear, at least people are so dumb. God, they're dumb. (laughs) Uh, with that, if you guys want to give James crap about how dumb he thinks that you are, um, (laughs) where can they get you on social media, James? At James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can find old episodes of the podcast, uh, show notes, links to articles we discussed in this episode and past episodes. 
race coverage, photos, all that stuff. Check that out. TheSuperSpeedway.com. And you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Wherever you find us today, we hope you subscribe and continue to listen. Uh, James, Texas Motor Speedway this week. We go back there for the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the uh, NASCAR Cup Series. We'll be back next week to uh, try to find enough to talk about to fill a podcast um, after probably one of the boring, most boring races of the season. Hopefully somebody proves me wrong and we have a good race, but the expectations are not high. Let's just hope. Yeah. James, that we get to run it before Wednesday. That's yeah. Well, we Todd's go, Todd's going, so <laughs> we're at least running. We're at least running it on Monday. Great, it'll rain yep. out. Um, yep. So yeah, Texas Motor Speedway. We'll be back next week to break it all down. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. Uh-huh.